Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to Cinema at Home Now TV episode 1. We hope you enjoyed the new format for our Disney Plus episode and we're excited to continue bringing you shorter, snappier snappier episodes for all of your listening needs. I'm Ranji and I'm of course joined by Herbie. Herbie, how are you? Hi Ranji, I'm just as well as I was for the last episode thankfully, which was pretty good. <laughs> and we are also joined by the ever-present Craig and David. Hello. Howdy. <laughs> This is great. Um, really uh, glad to be here to be talking uh, about now TV films, um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, reviewing this main original one that's on here today. So, without further ado, let's crack on with the show. In this episode, we'll be looking at what Now TV has to offer, starting with Daniel Isn't Real. Troubled Luke suffers a violent family trauma and resurrects his childhood imaginary friend to help him cope. Charismatic and full of energy, Daniel helps Luke to achieve his dreams before pushing him into a desperate fight for his own soul. This film received a limited cinematic release in the UK and came to Now TV on the 1st of June. So I'll kick off um, by saying um, I felt really mixed with this film um um i think there are some really good elements to it uh for example patrick schwarzenegger and that's arnold schwarzenegger's son he's really good in this film i didn't even know he was an actor um and he's so he really does play daniel really well he's absolutely menacing and just so unsettling to watch um he does it like a young young Arnold maybe like around the first Terminator time he has that sort of um sort of dead stare he does really well um and yeah he just really does make you feel a bit a bit um a bit nervous around him every time he's on the screen he does it really well um Luke is played by an actor called Miles Robbins um who also does give a, give off a really good performance in this film um but yeah the reason I think I was a bit mixed on it um I feel like it didn't really know what it wanted to be in terms of what it was trying to uh, represent. Because I thought, I thought at one point it was trying to sort of talk about mental health and uh, you know how people cope with traumatic experiences and their their methods of doing it. But then it just it does take a like a really big turn at the end, um, and I felt the ending to be quite goofy. It made me laugh when I don't think I was meant to laugh on a certain scene on a on a rooftop. I don't know if you if you guys remember if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I just started to. I didn't. I I couldn't. I couldn't believe. Um. I, I couldn't. What am I trying to say? <laughs> you can't believe it went that down that road. Yeah, like it just. It felt it felt really goofy to me. It sort of lost its meaning. I think. Um. There were some great special effects, some great practical effects as well um some really good uh sort of practical sort of horror elements to it um but yeah i just i felt like there was no there was no sort of rules set in place in this in this world like 
it was quite vague as to what Daniel could and couldn't do. Um, nothing's really explained that well. Um, yeah, I, for me, this was a mixed bag. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think. David, what did you think? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with you there, Ranji. It, it is a bit of a mixed bag. And I like what you said there. You're not really 100% sure whether this is someone with a mental health issue that has been caused by a trauma. Is this a mental health illness like schizophrenia? Or is this some sort of demon possession? Or is the person just a bit of an arse? Um, we're never really 100% sure. Um it made me feel really uncomfortable. So in many ways, I have to give um, Adam Egypt Mortimer, who's the director of this film, um, some credit. It's his third film as a director. Um, his other two films are Holidays and Some Kind of Hate. Um, this actually gets the best um, Rotten Tomato scores of all the films he's he's made. Uh, it gets critics a critic score of 82% and an audience score of 54%. Um, it is a bit of an edge-of-your-seat thriller. Um, it's it's quite well-paced. What does stand out for me is is the great acting. I think Miles Robbins as Luke is brilliant, and I think Pat, Patrick Schwarzenegger as Daniel is also great. So I think the direction's good. I think the acting's good. But the story itself is a little bit convoluted and a little bit confusing, and I think I'm... I would have to rewatch it, so I'm not 100% sure if I'm supposed to be confused or maybe I just didn't get what the director was trying to achieve. But I, I, it maybe needs a second watch for me because I came away not really knowing what had just happened, although I did enjoy the journey that I was taken on, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you thought of it, Craig. Um, I, I enjoyed the first hour of this film. Um, and then it kind of it kind of lost itself um, in terms of knowing who, not who, but what this film is. Yeah, it, it was going down a road that I felt like was was quite reasonable. Um, you know, it was a thriller, it was a horror, it was a psychological trip. But it is trying to look at all sides of the Rubik's cube simultaneously. You know, it's, it's, it's it has some very poignant mental health things to say in it, but it just loses the message with its like low budget slash high budget horror special effects that keep going on backwards and forwards but it also loses it in terms of the story and as Ranjit was saying about the battle scene almost on the on the rooftop I don't know if you you said battle scene but there was a battle scene yeah. that happens <laughs> on the roof and yeah. and things turn from one thing into yeah. a very unlikely thing and uh and, and this and this I suppose a sword fight happens and it was kind of a bit Disney like almost and yeah. um you know there's elements of Donnie Darko in there one of my favorite films um but completely lost at this last half an hour and and again mm. it, it kind of felt like an M night film um in that last hour and it was a trip i kind of enjoyed the trip to some extent but the message just just wasn't conveyed for me. Um, fantastic acting, really, really fantastic acting. And direction was clearly there. It just lacked a few things. Um, there's there's a few um, uh, things that I thought were especially fantastic. And I thought Sasha Lane, who plays the artist Cassie, I thought she was fantastic. And she just didn't... The, the character herself didn't fall for the usual tropes of, of female um, needing saving. She could save herself almost and I, yeah. I like that very much about the film 
Um, yeah, Herbie, what about you? Yeah, I think quite similar to all of you. I think there was a lot of good stuff in the film. I thought it was a very interesting looking film as well. I thought a lot of, and that's where a lot of horrors do very well because horrors can be low budget and they can use very interesting ways to shoot and to make themselves look a lot more visually interesting than than the resources would suggest. And like you said, I think it was a bit confused about what it was trying to do. Like you said, the last half hour, it sort of goes a bit off the rails. And I think that's because it wasn't quite sure what it wanted to make itself be which is weird because i also thought it was quite unambiguous as well like it 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 wasn't very subtle in what was real what wasn't in in my mind especially as the film goes on and you start to sort of see more and it becomes a lot more obvious and in that way it's sort of like did it was it meant to be sort of a very on the nose uh sort of horror film or was it meant to be a sort of more subtle what's going on sort of one and it 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 was caught between two minds for me i thought yeah agree yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think uh, it's quite surprising that we all sort of came up with that same sort of assessment. Uh, it's just, yeah, I think it just falls apart in the last, maybe the last act, maybe the last half an hour. It's just, it feels like it it, it, it needs to build up to this big, big climactic moment when it, I don't think it really needed to. Um, it could have been a lot more subtle. Um, yeah, it's just, it's confusing. There is something really good in this film. Yeah. Um, but it's just, just, it's just hidden somewhere. It didn't really come out. It didn't really shine. Yeah. I tell you what it did remind me a bit of. It It reminded me a little bit of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Um, this sort of a very different film and a very different look at a descent into, into madness, if, if that's what we believe was happening here. But it was a, similar in the sense that it was that nosedive. You know, we went from the start of the film where you've got a, a, a young boy with his imaginary friend and things got heavy quick, you know, like things yeah. escalated really fast with this film. It went from like a young boy having an imaginary friend to the imaginary friend saying some pretty unsavory things and his mum being really unwell. Um, so it, 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 it reminded me of the Joker in that sense of being very on edge and making you feel uneasy and the character being, almost psychotic and there's one particular um scene in the film where um luke is i would say he's almost reborn he puts on this new purple suit and slicks back his hair and smokes a cigarette in a very dramatic way and that really reminded me of joker i don't know if anyone else saw that with with that particular scene it was very bad guy yeah yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice to know. It's a, it's, um, a, it's a pretty mediocre film, isn't it? I think it has oh, yeah, some it's... very nice elements to it, and it has uh, it had it was going somewhere, but it just lost itself. It really did. And, you know, I don't want to be overcritical with it, but it it did it just lost its point and it's a shame because you had the, the it's, a, it's based on a novel and you had the the novel's um creator writer whatever you want to say adapting his own novel um and yeah i just i don't know whether he 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 got 
the mark right with when yeah. adapting his own novel into something that was trying to say something a little bit serious yeah and visually losing it in that last half an hour I, I, so there's some yeah. confusion somewhere between director and writer i think um yeah but yeah, yeah. definitely i think I it's think, worth watching though yeah i was just about to say that i think i think it is it is worth giving a giving a watch um mm. like like you said david the journey is somewhat enjoyable um but the the, de- the final destination isn't um, yeah but uh i want to see more from these actors um i think i've seen the guy who plays luke I've, uh, he was in blockers so this is a very different role for him and he's really good in both yeah so i think he's gonna he's gonna blow up soon as, as well as pa- uh, patrick schwarzenegger he's brilliant in this film i'd love to see yeah. more from him um and sasha lane um but yeah i'm gonna say this was worth it what about you herbie yeah, I think I'd say it's worth it as well. We're in we're in a real. I'm not a big fan of horror, but we seem to be in a real golden age of sort of low to mid budget horror films, which are trying new things and trying to sort of scare people in new ways because jump scares aren't cutting it anymore, as we all know. They're a bit cheap, and this one tries to do something a bit different. And I think any film that does that should be applauded in a way. And it's a very early film from the director, and I, you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of promising signs, like you've all said, and yeah. So I think I'd recommend it and. Because the journey is really interesting, even if the final destination isn't quite what we hoped it would be. David, how about you? Yeah, um, I I, th- I think it's worth a watch on Now TV. Um, I, I would like to say I know I compared it to Joker. Um, I think Joker's a far superior film. I, I personally think Joker's a masterpiece. And I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance was astounding, hence why he won every award out there. But there's something very interesting about this film, and I can't quite pinpoint what it is. Maybe it's the performances, maybe it's the sort of direction. It is a shame, though. Ranji or Craig, someone hit the nail on the head where they said, you're taken on a journey, but it's almost like someone's fallen asleep at the wheel, and then the car just slowly goes off the road, and it goes off of a cliff, and you're a bit like... What happened there? Like, I thought we were on the road to this destination and it's just suddenly veered off and gone off a cliff. Having said that, there is plenty to like about this film. And if you've got Now TV, which I imagine you have if you're listening to this episode, I would suggest it's worth watching. Yeah, and it's not just Now TV, is it? It's Sky Cinema. So everything that's available on Now TV is available on Sky Cinema and vice versa as well. Yes, I have Sky Cinema and I watched it on Sky Cinema. So yes, Craig is absolutely right. As always. <laughs> now we'll be looking at two recommendations from our vivacious podcast team. Ranjit, what would you like to talk about? So I want to recommend Sorry to Bother You. Um, this is Boots Riley's directorial debut, starring Lakeith Stanfield and Tessa Thompson. Um, this is a very hard film to explain. Have you guys seen it? Yes. I'm, yeah. I reviewed this on the podcast, yes. and I remember trying to tell David all about it, and I think I lost him a little bit with it. It's so hard, isn't it? So I've got a synopsis. Um, the film follows a young black telemarketer who adopts a white accent to, to succeed at his job. Swept into a corporate conspiracy, he must choose between profit and joining his activist friends to organise labour. The thing is that 
that synopsis is so far from what you get when you watch this film. Yeah. Um, if you've seen it, you know exactly what I mean. It's just so, this film is so surreal. Um, it's, it's loads of different genres mashed into one. It's a dark comedy. It's sometimes fiction elements to it. It's a surreal, surreal comedy. It's so strange. But um, I'd say if you're going to watch it, it's one of the films where just don't watch a trailer, don't read anything about it. Um, just go into it. That's what I did. It was recommended to me. Um, I didn't watch a trailer or read a synopsis. I just went straight into it. Um, and yeah, it, you won't be disappointed with it, um, Craig, and if you want to have something quick to add to that. Yeah, I, what I will say is that it's kind of set in our world, but not quite our world. Yeah. And because of that, there are these very you know definite similarities there, but it's so far removed as well from our own world and it gives you something really visually stimulating to watch um, and something very poignant going on there as well in terms of what the tone is saying and, and about what politically is going on in the background and especially right now more than ever yeah. this is a film to watch I think and I think the everything that's going on in the background really adds up to a really great film from Boots Riley here um, 100% Really, really yeah. great recommendation there, Range. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it at that because, like I said, it's something just to just to dive into it. Just go watch it. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, David, what have you got to recommend for us? Well, I would like to recommend a film called Whiplash, which, believe it or not, is on Now TV or Sky Cinema, um, hence why I'm putting it forward in this episode. Um, what's this film about? Well, a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music school where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realise a student's potential. Um, the first thing I'll say about this film is people who listen to the podcast regularly will know I'm obsessed with the Rotten Tomatoes scores, so I shall start there. It gets 93% from the critics and 94% from the audience. This film was nominated for five Oscars, including Best Picture. It won three. Um, it won Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role for J.K. Simmons. It also won the Oscar for Editing and Sound Mixing. Um, and it's it's a story fundamentally and basically about an aspiring young drummer who's in this cutthroat um, music school and he is pushed to the brink both physically and mentally and the intensity of this film it's by Damien Chazelle he's the director here it's if you told me um oh David there's a great film about a drummer you need to watch it I'd probably think doesn't sound like my cup of tea but honestly it's so intense it's so edge of your seat it's so jaw-dropping at times some of the scenes some of the acting uh, miles teller and jk simmons are great um it's a very very powerful film um and in my opinion if you've not seen whiplash i think it, it it's an absolute must wash M must wash <laughs> must wash later yes david have a shower no um must watch film um i know we want to keep this fairly brief i don't know if any of you guys have seen whiplash yes and if you have is it as good as I'm saying? Please yes. agree. Yes. 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 I need yes. to watch it. Yes. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's <laughs> such a good film. I've no. <laughs> it's it's Herbie just throwing in a no to play devil's advocate. I've got a yes from Craig. I've got a yes from Herbie. Quite an yeah, adamant I'll, yes. I, I was representing Ranjit's no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I need to watch it. I know I need to watch it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's, it's just, I think it's Damien Chazelle's 
best film to be honest with you um la la land is fantastic um but i think this is just so much more of a real story um and uh, yes um with first man there was it was a good film but i remember coming out of that feeling very deflated um and Do you remember how deflated i was yeah you were very deflated <laughs> but, but but whiplash it, i remember seeing it in the cinema and being blown away and walking out just mind blown by that movie so yeah mm. wicked recommendation of david really really good yeah i think we talk we've talked a lot about um first um directorial debuts from directors and this one is really helped by being a debut because it just feels so raw and so passionate and that contributes to just make a really fantastic experience to watch and that brings us to the end of cinema at home now tv episode one as always we'd love for you to get in contact with us and the best ways of doing this are via facebook twitter and instagram or drop us an email at mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. We love to hear from you, and we'd also love to hear from you about the new format of the show. Are you enjoying it? Let us know. If you've enjoyed today's show, why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Or if you've enjoyed the content we've been putting out and want to help us to continue to grow, join us on Patreon. Lockdown has slowed some of the progress we were making, but thank you so much to our Patreons, who've been able to keep us going. So thank you ever so much. And make sure you keep an eye out for the next episode of Cinema at Home, where we'll be talking about what Amazon Prime has to offer. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Until next thank time. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Boo. Farewell. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Casual jazz. Wonderful, darlings.